London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 on the AM dial, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours and appreciate you spending some of the uh, those couple of hours here with us. Here's what you will hear coming up on the program tomorrow as the BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Only one guest. Well, I shouldn't say that. We have an in-studio guest we will get to. Uh, but Joe Rivera, Joe Rivera is going to set up the weekend in MLB with us. Of course, he writes for the Sporting News. We will talk to Joe Rivera coming up at 1030. By the way, one of the Claxons giveaways, I didn't realize this till I took a look at the schedule this weekend trying to come up with Claxons. How good potentially uh, Bieber versus Cole on Saturday afternoon. That is a good one. That is. Two of the best pitchers in the American League, head-to-head, head, and we'll make that part of uh, Claxons. That'll come your way at 11.45. But Joe Rivera at 10.30 on MLB. Joe O'Donnell will join us to kick off our number two. We will take a look at the Iowa Wild. They're at home this weekend. Do some stuff on the Minnesota Wild. I think they're locked in at three. Of course, Joe's seen the team, the big team, uh, over the last oh, three weeks to a month. He's done a lot of their games on radio up on K. FAN, uh, the flagship in the uh, Twin Cities. So Joe will join us. And then as we said yesterday, we are going to have Wade Looking Bill in here just to pick his brain and to go in the way back machine, what was like for Wade as opposed to what it would be like or what it is like today for college athletes seemingly having carte blanche. Um, I can ask him potentially to go on a limb, which of your teammates were talking about transferring and who do you think would have left, but certainly uh, interesting, hopefully, uh, to get Wade Looking Bill's perspective coming up uh, at 11.20. Claxon's Barbecue giveaway at 11.40 as we take you until noon. Cubs win. Uh, yesterday, Trent Condon in extra innings. There's a new, re- or not a replay rule, a new overtime rule in college football as football tries to uh, bring as much of a safety element into things as possible. I love the overtime rule in college football. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss it. I think it's um, it's certainly interesting, the gambling perspective. I, I, as I've said to you in the past, I think once you get through regulation, over-under should cease at that moment. I don't think there's a lot of people that would enjoy No, I agree. That. I don't think that. I think I'm in the minority on this one, but maybe this, because um, the game everybody's pointing to, was when Joe Burrow came off the field, A&M and LSU, and they played a seven-overtime mm-hmm. tilt, 2018-19. It was like 77-71 or something like that. Was it seven overtimes, eight overtimes? Seven overtimes, yeah. and Joe Burrow was um, he collapsed in the locker room after the game. Kellerman was outstanding in that game. He was. It was a fun game. It was, and it was a fun, it was fun theater watching it unfold, but... Uh, that's a thing of the past now. Kind of like uh, two-a-days, kind of like um, mm-hmm. all of these padded practices that we're seeing going away. Um, so um, we won't see it anymore. We'll get a resolution of these games very quickly. Yeah, because you have to go for two. Mm-hmm. after. If You can both kick the extra point after the first overtime possession. Yeah. Second possession, if you score, you have to go for two then. And then if both teams score and both teams convert their two-point conversions, then it becomes a two-point conversion contest. It's penalty kicks, if kind you will. Of. Yeah, kind of, right? You Without play the whole, kicks. And then it comes down to 
a two-yard play. Yeah. And one muff snap. That's it. One mistake, one slip, one center stepping out of quarterback's foot as they're going back. It's over, and you lose. Indeed. I don't like it. On Um, the surface, I don't. Yeah, look, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it as well. I get the safety aspect of it, and Mm -hmm. Burrow was on IVs, and he was being, um, you know, you heard about the cliche, I left everything on the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that was a, a perfect example of that. All right. As we mentioned, joined in studio uh, by, uh, well, one-third of the highest-rated morning show in the market. Are we allowed to say that, Heather Birdside? I don't know. All right. Well, I just, I'm just glad that college football is addressing these rampant seven-overtime games that keep happening. There's not a lot of them. You're 100% right about that. Once every few years. Mm-hmm. And these are the big issues that are plaguing college football, not... A rampant cheating and the like. No, not faking an injury. Oh, Although right. they're trying not to, to transfer that. portal, and right. Nothing. I just. But they got this figured out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Good work, NCAA. Uh, so Heather, yes, uh, great to see you. Thank you for coming in. I know that you've been uh, working your tail off trying to save, raise money for the uh, Leukemia Lymphoma uh, Society. So let, let's go back and, and, and kind of, um, how did this all start? We're going to get to the point it's going to uh, not culminate tonight, but you've got a big event. Uh, it's Travis uh, Justice, part of the morning show, of course, and his son are going to be uh, downtown, and you guys are going to have a little gathering. Are you going, Trent Condon? Are you going to represent the program? I think Trent said he was coming. Are you getting a babysitter? We're trying. We're Uh still still efforting. Uh We have a babysitter for tomorrow. Can you postpone, Heather? Yeah. Can you push it back to tomorrow? Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. We would love to accommodate you and you alone, Trent. Exactly. It's all about me. But uh, no, this all started um, actually last year when a fellow police officer that Paul works with, um, Lieutenant Ryan Doty, uh, his dad was diagnosed with uh, a form of blood cancer, and um, he he was, I think, nominated late. And it was kind of a strange thing for Lieutenant Doty because not only was he, you know, he got in the game late, but then, you know, it's the pandemic. Mm. So your ability to fundraise in person was a little limited, but um, he put his nose to the grindstone. I know that my husband put in a lot of work for Ryan as well, and they ended up meeting their $50,000 goal last year. So does everyone have one of those? No, remote? I don't know. You can make your own fundraising goal, but if you raise at least fifty thousand, you mm-hmm. can. It funds an entire year of research in a certain cancer area, and you can name that area of research or you know the 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 part that you're funding after yeah. your whoever you decide you want to name it after. Right. And obviously, last year in this case, uh, Ryan had it in honor of his dad, who ended mm-hmm. up passing away mm-hmm. from cancer before the campaign was even over. And then I had a, an aunt who passed away from a, after a battle with cancer, and it had started with multiple myeloma, which is a form of blood cancer, and then she ended up getting pancreatic cancer. It touches everybody. Mm-hmm. So when Lieutenant Doty asked Paul and I, kind of as a team, if we wanted to do this, but I was like, since I'm on the radio and obviously not super busy doing a ton of other things, I can be the point person for this. I'll be the candidate for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Woman of the Year. And it kind of took off from there. And I am definitely the mouthpiece, and I love how you think I've been working my tail off. And well, it's... I hear the commercials all the time, and I know you guys are raising as much. I mean, you're raising a lot of money so far. Right, seemingly. but I, I do. It takes a village, though. But in my case, like the village is, uh, a lot of it is like a singular person. And it was uh, Melissa from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, okay, and Cooling. Yeah. She is their marketing uh, guru. And I, when I first met her, I was like, man, she's a real go-getter. <laughs> And then not only did Golden Rule step up with a donation, but 
Melissa, I said, I think I'm going to have Melissa be my team captain. And she has not disappointed. And she's the one putting in a lot of the behind the scenes work. I'm just the mouthpiece. Well, you're doing a good job of it because I think uh, most people are aware and you've certainly got the platform that you guys have from six to eight in the morning. So what can we ask what your goal is? Is that public? What your fundraising goal was? I I said 50,000. Let's go for the year of research. And I do have to thank a lot of uh, businesses just besides Golden Rule. I mean, they're big, um, but we also have Betfred Sports. They stepped up and donated. Ramsey Mazda, the Misty Solwich uh, home selling team. Um, am I missing? I know I'm missing someone, Trent. I've given you the Fis- PSAs. Fiscus, Fiscus Jewelers, yes. yes. Uh, Noel uh, Fiscus up at Fiscus and Jewelers. Hankety, yeah. yeah. So there's, and, and I've had uh, a friend of mine, Zach Dalton from Dalton Concrete, is donating two Chicago Bears tickets nice. in a box. Nice. It's going to be in the silent auction. I have and friends this is are, going on tonight, the silent auction? No, 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 no. Okay. The, the, the silent auction will be online coming up in June to conclude the campaign. Yeah, tonight is just all about free will donation and right. come out and see Owen play the guitar and sing. Yeah, I want to get into him in a minute. I'm anxious to because I've heard some very good things about him. So um, leukemia and foma, we know what's going on. You're a part of it. So what if you raise the most money, uh, other than getting uh, to name it after someone, if you hit your goal... Uh, you're, the woman of the year comes along with that, and what does that entail? Yeah, and I, I don't. Do you know, get a crown or a ex- sash? Or, I don't, I don't know exactly. You get to dance with the man of the there, year. At the- <laughs> there could be a, a billboard involved, but ah, I don't know about okay. that either. And I, to be honest with you, I do not want to be on a billboard. Have you ever been on a billboard? That used to be a real big thing for radio people. Way back in the day on yeah. KGGO. Uh-huh. Let's just put it to you this way: at one point, I was on a billboard with Lou and the Round Guy wearing, like caveman gear i remember that picture rocket work i remember that picture and then there was another survivor themed one i think i don't remember what i was wearing in that one but yeah i'm not a huge fan of billboards that is definitely not the motivating force behind this well it sounds like there might be one in your future because you're doing a great job of this all right so tonight let's talk about the event tonight first of all uh owen justice travis's son um what do you know about him? Because I hear he's really good at this. He is. And, and we, can, he can make a living at this potentially, right? Yeah. We actually uh, got, he came on the show with us this morning for the first time. Did he play? Uh, he didn't play, and that's okay with us. He's got enough, you know, on YouTube that you can check him out. And we played it on the radio. But really, what I find interesting about Owen and his whole journey to this, too, is outside of a couple of guitar lessons when he was in grade school, um, he basically taught himself how to play the guitar. He is already, and a lot of people, even when you start playing guitar, you're like, I'm going to start with the songs I know. Like, I'm going to sit there and play covers and learn how to sing covers. But he started, he is doing some covers, but he writes his own music, too. Uh, Writes his own lyrics, his own riffs. Is this a musical family? I mean, did Travis or I asked Travis, because I'm like, I feel like he got absolutely none of this from you. Right. And he said, no, it's all on his mom's side of the family. Sure. Um, and he's been doing it for a while. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, this whole thing where he's now getting paid to go out and play is just a recent development. After he and Owen said this on the radio this morning, he ended up dropping out of Kansas, you know, KU because online learning sucks mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So that's the child that Travis would go and why? And he would yeah, that was why he was. That's why okay, I had to yeah, tolerate yeah. the rock chalk yeah, Jayhawk yeah. stuff. <laughs> so that's over now. Yeah, yeah. He's no longer on the Kansas bandwagon. 
Thank uh, God. Uh, what time? What's so? Let's go. Let's Beer Can Alley is the is the yep. scene tonight. Right? Uh, doors at six. Yep. Show from seven to nine. And it's and a, it is an all ages show. If you would, uh, but you know, you're going to have to obviously, if you're underage, put on a wristband, and you will be like once Owen is done playing, you're going to leave. <laughs> so you're not going to hang out at Beer Can all night if you're not 21. Understand. Uh, but what for this thing? show, it's uh, all ages. So Beer Can tonight, seven to nine is the show. But if people can't make it, like if I can't find a babysitter, still can help out. Uh, tell us about the gear you guys have. Yeah, yeah, we're selling a KXNO Morning Rush from dawn to dump. Now, who came up with that slogan, by the way? Because I think it's brilliant. It was actually a listener. Yeah. And unfortunately, now I can't remember the name of the listener. But we had said... So you, you, put, know, out, you put out a request to, for yeah, people to like, help Yeah, like, hey, you? just give us some ideas. Yeah. Because Travis had come up, get woke with the Morning Rush. And I am like, mm. no. Woke has... Too many negative connotations and might be a little overused at this point. I think just the dad. Um, Sean had come up with a part of the 99.999% because that's how many people listen to us every morning. You're doing great. I mean, you guys are doing, (laughs) you're crushing it in the mornings. And, but then somebody had said from dawn to dump and I'm like, ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. And I tried to say, how about part of the 99.9% from dawn to dump? And everybody's like, no, choose one or the other. So, so they, we went with from dawn to dump. Uh, so it's, it's morning rush gear, um, and who, who's providing that? Or who made it? Iconic uh, screening. And they're local? Uh, they're uh, Denison. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you can order it online, and they will mail it straight to you. They also are going to be there tonight selling uh, some merch, too. And this is proceeds go to your cause, right? Yes. Go to you. And it, the store had been online for four days, and we were already the biggest fundraiser on their website. Really? Awesome. And we've already had some listeners tweeting at us that they uh, already ordered their stuff. And it, and again, I, the store went online a week ago yesterday, and there's already people that have received their merch is in it time just to wear to the. No, it's uh, t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, hats too, or no? There's yeah, a couple of hats, nice. stocking caps, and you know it's kind of weird. I can't wear another show's t-shirt, right? But I can wear a KXNO stocking cap, yeah, because I've already ordered one. There you right go. Now. It's they're really sweet. And I don't understand what's stopping you, Trent. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Isn't it like if you're in a band, you can't wear your own band's T-shirt? If you're on a station, you can't wear another show's T-shirt? I don't think. I would think it would be more like, I shouldn't wear my own show's T-shirt, but I'm going to, because it's all for a good cause. Well, those those T-shirts that we got, uh, where were Murph and Andy a couple weeks ago? Oh, Confluence, Confluence, yeah. With our pictures on them? Yeah. I can never wear that. I did the same thing. I gave it to my wife. I can't wear a T-shirt with my face on it. I don't know. I gave it to my wife to give away to somebody, right? Yeah, that's the last thing I want to do. So didn't you guys just, I uh, mean, you mentioned um, when you were down the dial on KGGO, didn't you guys used to do a big gear sale thing at the fair? Yeah, we did uh, the rock shop. Right, right, right. On the what? west side of the administration building, and I did that whole thing every year. And didn't, but, but people would show up to buy that. See, I don't understand oh, yeah. why we don't sell our stuff. Um, I am not one to be breaking news, but you're going to have to uh, stay tuned. Oh, because... We're not, we don't have to go to the fair, do we? No. Good. But we have another deal in the works. Excellent. And I don't want to take any of Joel's thunder, but yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna be solving that problem. That that's good news. I think I heard there Ken's excited he wants to go to the fair. No, is that is that no? Fair. Yeah, I, I didn't get that vibe at all. I it's like you don't tell me I have to go to the fair to oh, get it. Yeah. I've heard those stories. Yeah. You you yeah. You, how many years you broadcast at the fair? Did you like it? I loved it until mm. about, like, it would get to a point where I'm like, okay, now it's a tipping point and I just want it to be over. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't torture by any means. It was just... Did you guys have to do it, like, all for two the weeks? The whole so, fair. See, that's, 
That's too much. At the in the bud tent. It would be that, and I could see that. Or like for instance, there were times that like the even the first day of the fair would get off on the wrong foot. Like I'm in the rock shop, I'm getting everything ready to go. I've been broadcasting live. Um, it's the first day for the store to go live at nine. You open up the windows to open the store, and there's a guy at nine in the morning with a yard <laughs> of beer on a stick, already hammered. Uh-huh. And, and I'm like, to talk to you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. God, this is getting off on the wrong foot. Uh, can we talk about your Cubs and Craig Kimbrell? No. Are okay. you buying in yet? No. You're still not. You know, he hasn't given up a run this year. Okay. Oh, fine. I'm, a, I'm totally 100% in. Now watch what happens, Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah. afternoon against the Brewers. I'm, I'm just holding, <laughs> I'm very skeptic, skeptical about the Cubs in general. And you asked me earlier if I've, found them or mm-hmm. found a way to watch them on TV. And I'm like, I just don't care enough yet. You know, I'm, uh, as I told Trent a couple of weeks ago, I'm just not into the Boog Shambi thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is, Trent. I just... The thing that jumped out to me initially, I told you... They have been single, front first names. First names with everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and it felt like right away he was trying to be everybody's buddy. You know, Gary Ryman tweeted this morning, let me run this by both of you. Gary Ryman's take was he feels like he's doing a national broadcast still. Yeah. Like he's not. There's probably all a period of adjustment Cubs. that well, he guess. needs to. Yeah. Or he's. It's just so ingrained in him that he can't be the the Homer guy. Right. Um. I. Don't... I you know what I have rediscovered by not mm. even going out of my way to get the Marquee Network is the the wondrous delight of listening to Pat Hughes on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something to be said for that. Baseball on the radio. Him and Coom Dog. Yeah. There's still a place for that. Although it's. There's becoming fewer and fewer of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's what two two teams carried in this market now. Is two, that what it is? I think. I don't think there's any more than that. I mean, the Cubs are always going to be on here. Yeah, uh, it'd be crazy to let them go. That's all they've got over there for crying out loud. Well, um, I wish you the best of luck tonight. I think it's going to be fun. How many how many people can get into the place? Any idea? I don't have any idea. Um, and Travis is already going through all of his normal. Is anybody even going to show up tonight? No, you guys are going to have a nice Is crowd. anybody going to show up tonight? And I said, you said the same thing about our last super spreader event, the Casserole Carnival, and the place that was, was just, packed. That was just before it shut down, right? That, I mean, yeah, the, the country we, shut down? We were joking this morning that we uh, had the last party before the pandemic started, yeah. and we're going to have one of the first ones after mm-hmm. it's kind of, we're, we're coming out of it now. So mm-hmm. depending on your level of comfort, um, obviously, you can show up and wear a mask if you want to, um, but you know I'm I'm vaccinated now. So did you get them both? Yeah. Any side effects? Do you mind if I ask? Well, you've already digested. Just did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I ask if there are any side effects? Did you? Because apparently it, was, it affects women worse. Because my wife was sick as a dog after her first, after the second, nothing. Now I had heard um, that if you get sick after the first shot, that's a sign that you may have had COVID and didn't know it. She's heard the same thing from her doctor. But. Um, I I didn't have then any. How did I not get it? I had no? like just a little bit of a sore arm after yeah. the first shot. Um, the second shot, I was pretty run down for a, about a day and a half. Like I'd committed to do a remote mm-hmm. on. Like I got my shot on Thursday afternoon. And I was supposed to be out at work on Saturday morning, and I'm like, that probably wasn't a great idea to commit yeah. to that when I knew I was going to get be getting my second vaccine. But it was certainly nothing I wouldn't do a hundred times over. So will you be on the stage tonight? Will Owen call you up as the? I'll probably have to get up there at some point, but Sean is going to be kind of your, uh, (laughs) yeah, your MC. (laughs) What's up? He knows the microphone well there, I'm sure. Yeah, sup beer can. (laughs) So, oh, he's something, isn't he? 
Yep. He's great for this great for this radio station. And they'll be then he'll have to get up early and him and Zamora do the morning show tomorrow. So they'll uh, have a, a short night. Heather, good to see you. Uh, best of luck to you, really. Thanks, and thanks for having me. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. And Trent, you know, good luck with that whole babysitter thing. I know. Well, maybe it'll be a solo mission tonight. Maybe we'll see you. Maybe we won't. Hopefully my wife isn't listening. <laughs> uh, if oh, you, good luck with that, too. Uh-huh. If you need more airtime before this thing wraps up in June, please don't oh, hesitate. Oh, I'll probably be No, back, yes. and Pose, please do. Love having you in here. Good to talk to you. Thank uh, you. Heather Burnside. She'll be out tonight. Beer Can Alley. Doors open at 6. Travis Justice's son is the entertainment. Get, uh, that gets underway from 7. Um, see you, Heather. Have a good weekend. Uh, Beer Can Alley. Sounds like a good time. Trent mm-hmm. Condon, hope you can make it. I do, too. I do, too. We'll see if we can pull it off, and away we go. I haven't been to Beer Can in a I didn't even know where it is. Time. It's got to be on Court Avenue, yeah, right? Yeah, upstairs. Yeah. And, and those buildings that are kind of stacked on top uh-huh. of each other. And that's the other thing. I haven't been down there in so long. I don't know what's there, what's different. Mm-hmm. What, is Spaghetti Works still there? It is. At, well, at least last I knew. Forever. When I moved here in 89, that place was humming. And I used to drive by a lot more because my daughter went to the Science Center for preschool, uh-huh. but now she's in kindergarten, so don't get there until Jack makes his way there mm-hmm. in a couple of years. And then there's that one bar on the corner of, what is it, Third and Court that changes names all the time. Yeah. It was, it's like, I, think I mean, it's, it's been, I, it's got to be PBR dozen. or something I like that no now, idea. or last time I drove by. But that was the place. And then Johnny's across the street mm-hmm. before, before the renovations. I mean, it's cool now. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But um, yeah, I remember back in uh, 89, 90. Uh, and I'm sure it's still the place to go now, right? Well, and back then, I mean, downtown was run down, wasn't it? You know, I don't recall. I, that was something I always heard as a youngster mm-hmm. is you don't want to go down there. And now, now our only trips to Des Moines were for basically state sure. wrestling or state basketball. Yeah. That was the only time that we really came down here because we went to the big city, we went to Minneapolis. It was closer than Des Moines was yeah. for us. So yeah. where are you going to go? Right. Yeah. Pretty easy decision there. Mega Mall, all that stuff. But <laughs> that was the thing. for the Twin City. Yeah. And, oh, and by now, the way, the Twins play there. Right. Now, everybody, when they come for state wrestling from Osage, mm-hmm. yeah, they go downtown and they hit all the bars and it's a fun time. But back in the day, it was, eh, we're just going to hang out in the hotel room. We'll just have some beers there after after the meet. Uh, I wonder if it's picking up businesses picking up across the city. I talked to uh, a couple of clients that are in the business yesterday. Uh-huh. Both of them said it's going really well. Both places, though, are still, even though they can open up probably more tables, they don't have help. Oh. They don't have people to work. And it's kind of a, you know, if we open up tables and we allow everybody in, mm-hmm. people are going to be upset because right. service is going to be service. slow. Right. We don't have enough people. They're not going to come back. That's an interesting point, yeah. Trent. I didn't, it's kind I of didn't, crazy. They, it is. They said it'd be even better. They could find people to actually work. Isn't that something? All right, we will uh, get back into uh, sports here coming up. We're going to talk to uh, Joe Rivera from the Sporting News, uh, set up baseball, recap what we've seen so far with Joe. This will be his first appearance with us uh, this season. One of the national writers. Again, Claxon's coming up. Uh, here's the new rules for Claxon's. You have to have, uh, you can only play once a month, whether you win, whether you don't win. You only get to play once a month. But if you're. I'm um, going to spend most of the uh, most of the program uh, listening. We certainly appreciate that. I'm going to try to get into Claxons. We are going to make the third pick in next Thursday's first round of the draft part of the Claxons. So Trevor Lawrence lock. Yeah, Zach Wilson lock. lock. Then, who's number three? Who's number three? Ooh. That will be part of it. So you'll uh, get a little advance warning on that. Let's get Ted in here. Ted, welcome to the program. How are you? 
Good, how are you? Good, Ted. What's on your mind? Uh, that bar you're thinking about down there on 3rd and Court was called Jukebox. Yes, back in the late 80s, early 90s, right? But didn't it change names a bunch of times? Oh, it changed names so many. It was actually a Mickey's, I think, at one time. Okay, yeah, it was Jukebox when it's, I moved uh, here, I think. It was the place in yes. the late 80s. Yes, yes. Absolutely, yeah, and then I mean, in the you earth, didn't even move in there. Yeah, that was you're 100 percent right. It was shoulder to shoulder. Uh, Ted, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And you know what else got real popular? And it was only popular for like a year. But Friday night, I went. I'm trying to think. So when did I come back from Denver? 94. So 94, 95. Jimmy's on Eighth Street, and I don't think it's called Jimmy's anymore. It's not now. It's Gilroy's. It's Gilroy in West Des Moines, right? That's in what West Des Moines, yeah. yeah. Is it a is it a Mexican restaurant or was no, it? No, a... that was that's just up the like is a that half beside block it yep. or something? Okay, yep. so it's Gilroy's now. Yep, but it was we used to be called Jimmy's, and it was it wasn't a huge place, mm-hmm. but it was the place to go after work on Thursdays. It was it was so much fun. Been there when it changed when Clay Cook, who owns the front row, when he owned it. He and it was the Big Ten. Pub, I think I for remember a that. Of years. Yes, yes. And then I think there was another reincarnation of something else before. And Gilroy's has been there now for a few years. They have a really good weekend brunch, brunch or something. Yeah, I think we, we go there quite often card. for okay. that one. Yeah, when my parents are in town, that's uh, one a place they like to go. And mom likes to get a mimosa, go along with her. Uh, <laughs> she her, does her Sunday morning brunch as she's on vacation in the big city of Des Moines. Uh, good stuff. Well, uh, we will take a time out before we do that. Though we're going to give you a chance to win a thousand dollars. If you don't have plans tonight. Uh, you want to get out and support a good cause. There's, there's, there's no cover charge. Uh, it's an in-kind donation if you're so inclined to do that. Uh, there'll be a lot of KXNO listeners down there. And as we're trying to figure out ways to get more people involved with our $1,000 home yes, run, yes, I, yes. I, I figured every time we do this now, let's hear a home run from the night before. Now when, when Quantrill, that one is hit to center field and deep. Going back, Luplo still back, turning, looking, see ya! A home run for Higashioka, and the Yankees lead 6-3. to three. Oh, he didn't do he it! He didn't! I... Shigatoka, yeah. the home run stroka! <laughs> oh, he's good. Yes, yes. So uh, we'll get Sterling. some calls in John here. John Sterling. As this continues, it's some of the big home runs the night before. <laughs> Shigatoka, <laughs> I love that call. How could he not do that? That's it's, maybe maybe the uh, was he told to calm down? Well, no. this is MLB.com. Maybe they just oh, cut it off. Oh, this isn't John Sterling. It is, but it, well, I got the clip from oh, MLB.com, okay. so they might have just cut it off. Who's the um, who's the flagship for the? Is it still WFAN? Do you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Chernoff still runs that. Yeah, um, and I think he's retiring pretty soon. Not sure. That's going to be a big run. change. Stroke. I heard uh, John Sterling on Twitter. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I kept playing it over and over, and I laughed every time. It's way better when he doesn't focus than when I do it. Yeah. And yeah. So if you get a chance to well, listen to John Sterling. Maybe the 11 o'clock hour, we can dig that one up. Uh, you know what? That'd be See if we can. Yes. Because I, I'm not embellishing. That's how he does it, and it's a really good call. All right, so you just heard the home run, and it's time for another $1,000 home run. Do you have the keyword, Trent? I do. It's green. Green. Uh, so you just go to kexano.com and you enter the keyword green. For your chance to win $1,000, that pop-up box is going to appear. Enter green. Somebody is going to win $1,000. We hope that it's you. MLB conversation. No, see, I'm getting tweets that Sterling's. No, he doesn't suck. He sucks because you're not a Yankee fan. I think he's 
entertaining. He is entertaining. And he's been doing it for a long time. And, and him, like- there's also a little bit of, you kind of have to understand the joke, him and Susie, they don't take themselves too seriously. They're they're having fun with mm-hmm. it. Well, you know Susie's what she'll always be remembered for. When Clemens Goodness came- gracious. Rogers and Georgie's box. Oh, of all the things I have ever seen. <laughs> Uh, with her thick, and she's really good. She is. Susan Waldman is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and uh, John Serling. Do mm. they get into storytelling? Do you miss something in the game on April third that maybe other broadcasts would give you? Yes. Yeah. But that's okay. No, it is. I mean, everybody. Look, I was listening to the uh, to the Cubs last night, and Shambi, the ball hit the right field, and that's where Chris Bryant is. And Chris Bryant looks nothing like Ian Happ. Right. <laughs> nothing like Ian Happ. Five ball caught by Hap. No, it's not. But, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. I'm just not into them. I'm just not into, uh, at least you. yet. I, I keep waiting for it to grow on me. There was nothing else on last night because after, uh, I mean, two shots, two goals. I turned the channel. I can't take it. Two shots, our two Vez- goals? Our Vesna winning goalie. First two shots on the game is 2 nothing. Leafs. Click. 10.30, Miller and Condon, 1460 kicks and a 106. That'll be a 1-2 to Higgy. And he swings, lifts a high drive to left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. It hit off the scoreboard way in back of the stands. Another home run. Kyle makes you smile. Higashioka, the home run stroker. And the Yankees take a 3-1 lead. Little subdued. I've got one where he sings. I got to, we got to get this one in. We got so many good oh, ones. Oh, he's terrific. We'll find the Georgie's box coming up here. That's pretty good, too, Susan Waldman. We're going to talk baseball right now. Joe Rivera from the Sporting News. Joe, Trent and I were just talking about baseball on the radio in an, seemingly in another uh, age, right? Another day and age going back. But, boy, there's some still some terrific radio play-by-play guys. And John Sterling, some of his work over the year, him and Susan Waldman. Um, bring a smile to my face, Joe. How about you and baseball on the radio? You know, growing up in the uh, in New Jersey, as you can imagine, it's a healthy dose, a healthy serving of Sterling throughout my life, right? Yeah. So absolutely. you know, it's hearing him in the car. You know, there, there's just something about baseball that's just so much better listening to it at times mm-hmm. than watching it on TV, right? And that Sterling home run call where he actually sings yeah. was Jan Hervis Solarte, so former utility man um, for the Yankees who was traded to. Traded to San Diego in the Chase Headley deal, but uh, I don't know. I don't really know the song that he was singing, but I know that's definitely the one that he was singing. Uh, he sung for Brian McCann. Yep. Uh, McCann can so <laughs> the walk off. He's, he's, he's a gold mine. He's no, a gold mine. no doubt about it. Love it. Uh, how old would he be? Any idea? He's got to be in his late seventies, isn't he? Is he that old? I, be- I believe Sterling is eighty now. Wow. So yeah, he's he's getting up there. You know, he wants to. Uh, Probably wants to call another uh, another World Series. Uh, 82. 82 he is. He wants to call another World Series before wow. he hangs up the microphone for good. But uh, he's certainly a legend in these parts. And, and I, I even hazard a guess to say and probably all baseball, too. Yeah, we, we've had Yankee games in the past uh, on radio here in Central Iowa, which is crazy. But it's iconic. Is there an heir apparent? Is there somebody that everybody anticipates when Sterling, when Susie, when they hang it up that are going to take over the radio duties? 
Man, that's a, that's a really good question because we haven't – usually they work in guys, mm-hmm. right, a little by little. Um, usually they'll put guys in the booth. You know, Sterling missed, I want to say, uh, last year, the year before, he missed a little bit of time. Uh, it was like the first time in 20 years that he had missed the series. And I want to say Ryan Rucco of WNBA fame um, calls a lot of WNBA games. He's done games on the S Network. He's a guy that slid in there. So that's probably the most obvious, uh, the most apparent one. But there hasn't really been a guy because Sterling is just an Iron Man. He's he's. He doesn't miss games, and at 82, I know he went down to, to Florida to see, I want to say, his, his granddaughter's graduation uh, a few years ago when he missed some time, and he was dealing with an illness, I want to say, last year, too. So, you know, it's it's tough because you can't really can't really point to anyone and say this is the guy because Sterling's been in the booth for, for so, so long. Well, speaking of missing time, I'm kind of anxious to see the Cubs lineup come out today because if I was David Ross, I would be having Javier Baez miss some time for the antics that he pulled again last night. Um, you know, I, I get that he's frustrated. It, he, he needs a contract that's not there, but it's a team game and a ball drops in. Should have been caught, but it's the Mets after all and uh, should have been caught and he's, he should have been picked off first base uh, when he rounded first base. That's just a terrible look out of a guy that we thought that that kind of immaturity i love the way he plays don't get me wrong but that part of his game seemed to be you know left behind uh i wonder what how ross will handle this today as far as Baez in or out of the lineup you know it's a really good question because when you're when you're hitting 200 um you know when you're hitting around 200 and the team is scuffling and got off to a up and down start so far this year they're lucky to run into into the mets another team who can't really score but yeah, it's it's a like like I said, it's a good question. I don't really know how much longer you go with it because at least a guy like Anthony Rizzo has shown signs of life over the last week, and his at bats have gotten better and hitting the ball a little bit harder now. So, um, you know, it, it gets to a point where those things you can't really take your frustrations out on the field, and you can't take those. You can't style. You can't every ground ball that's hit, even nubbed in front of the plate, you got to run it out uh, when you're a team that's that's struggling like the Cubs have been and struggling to score runs at that. So. You know, if you're David Ross, you got to put your foot down at some point. Um, it it kind of feels like Ross was hired to be, you know, Grandpa Rossi. Everybody loves this guy, you know, but there were also talk that he's a disciplinarian. He's not going to take any crap, but we're going to see if he's how, how serious he really is about that uh, if, if Bias continues to play. You look at the division, the Brewers out in front. I want to go to the Cardinals, who have certainly disappointed. I thought they were going to be the class of this division. Milwaukee, that starting rotation has looked really good and getting timely hitting there. Your thoughts on the Cardinals as they're skidding a bit here, two games under five hundred. You know, I think with the Cardinals, it was always going to come down to their pitching. I think their lineup is pretty good. Um, and obviously, Yadier Molina has gotten off to a, to a fantastic mm-hmm. offensive start this year, probably the best start in his career, I want to say. Uh, Nolan Arenado's kind of settled in there, too. But it was always going to come down to the pitching. Jack Flaherty is going to be the, the, he's going to be the dude in that rotation, right? Everybody knows that. Behind him, though, it's, it's a cast of characters, right? Carlos Martinez, what are you really going to get from him? He's been, he's been pretty up and down, uh, this year. Adam Wainwright's getting up there in age. You're not really sure what you're going to be getting from him, uh, moving forward. So, you know, it's, when it comes to as complete a team, I think the Brewers are probably still the best, especially when you see the start that mm. Corbin Burns gotten off to this year. Um, you know, they're going to have to navigate without having uh, Christian Yelich for a little bit there. But it was always going to come down to the pitching with the Cardinals. I just don't think they did enough this past offseason. Really, a lot of teams didn't uh, to try and rectify that. Even with a decent, as, as decent of an offense that they have, and 
uh, some guys hitting the way they are, but it's just not going to be enough. You can't overcome starting pitching. That's just always going to be that's always going to be the story in simplest terms in baseball, right? Well, we do. Yeah, we do have our answer about uh, Javier Baez and David Ross has penciled him in the four hole. He's batting cleanup today as they just uh, posted the lineup for today's game against the Brewers. One twenty pitch at Wrigley Field. Let's go to the Central Division, of the American League, Joe. Because look, Minnesota. I don't know how they've lost nine out of ten games. While I do know they the extra innings have not been kind to them. Royals are off to a good start. White Sox are kind of spinning their wheels. Uh, tremendous mer- uh, story in Mercedes. Maybe one of the better stories of the year so far. Uh, but help us out with the Central Division of the American League. You know, uh, my favorite quote from Ghostbusters, up is down, black is white, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, right? And I think you look at baseball this year, and, and I wrote in my power rankings this week, um, the only normal thing about baseball so far in, in 2021 has been the Dodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Look across, you look across baseball. I mean, the, the Royals did a good job to improve. I mean, they brought in Carlos Santana and, and, uh, you know, Duffy at the top of their rotation has been pretty good. And Jacob Junis has also been pretty good. And, um, Carl, uh, Santana's starting to hit a little bit more and Salvador Perez is back and he's, he's been pretty good for them too. Whit Merrifield is obviously the most underrated player in baseball, I think, for, for my money. This guy just mm-hmm. goes and he, he goes out and he hits every year that he's been with with Kansas City. So um, I don't know how sustainable it is, really. Uh, I I don't see, unless they really get good outings from Mike Miner moving forward, I don't really see how they're going to keep it together in the Central. I still think, uh, you know, if the Twins really start hitting and then the offense you know, it's gonna it's gonna come around. I just trust that more than anything. And Ken Tamaeda had one really bad start, but he's been getting squared up too. I really think the Central's is isn't written in stone yet. I think it's you know it's way too early to go there. But Kansas City's certainly been an interesting story. They might be pesky this year. I don't really see if they if they end up securing a wild card spot, but certainly gotten off to a good start and opened some eyes in that division. Out west, the A's have won eleven in a row after that hideous start. They come back the other way. Something you just seems like you don't see in baseball yet. The Oakland A's, every single year, they have a, a winning streak like this if they're going to be a playoff team. Anything that you've seen, reason for behind it, or just baseball, things like this happen? You know, it's it's a little bit of both. It's it's baseball. Things Weird things happen all the time, and you always feel like weird things happen with the A's, right? Um, but they've, they've gotten some decent starting pitching. Sean Manai has been good at the top there. Uh, what concerns me about the A's is that Matt Chapman hasn't really hit yet, and he's going to be the guy that's going to anchor that rotation. But then you look at Matt Olsen, the other side of the diamond, he's gotten off to a tremendous start. So, um, you know, the A's are a weird team, man, because I, I said before this, I said in my power rankings this week, you know, it seems like the A's are just going to enter one of their weird eras where they're just, you know, kind of mediocre, they hang around. But then they put together, you know, 10 wins in a row, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, okay, this team, this team might be legit. But, Again, until we get to like Memorial Day, I still think it's early. It's too early. Uh, that division is is certainly very strange. The Astros are scuffling right now. Angels look to be you know solid contenders if they can continue to hit um, in that division too. So uh, I, I really don't know where the A's go from here. Uh, as long as they continue to get decent starting pitching, if they can hit, they got a little bit of that weird Oakland juju that works in their favor. I don't know how long that's going to last, though. Uh, you know, you can't expect them to, to continue on a winning streak or play, you know, 750 baseball over the rest of the season. But um, it's certainly interesting. It's fun to watch for them. And then Ace fans certainly have something to look forward to the rest of the season. Indeed. Joe, my last thing for you, you mentioned your power rankings. Might this be the first year since anybody who's ever done power rankings 
Uh, I don't know if they did power rankings for with the twenty-seven Yankees. Was that the, uh, <laughs> Probably not. But you get my point. I mean, you could just basically the Dodgers are going to be, I think, number one in everybody's power rankings from the season from the week before the season started until uh, they determine the playoff matchups. Doesn't it seem like that to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, and I looked. I look at this off season, right? And and you look at the American League, and nobody in the American League really improved greatly. Um, no one in the American League really got a, a whole lot worse. I, I still think the Yankees, I mean, the Yankees are, are really bad right now, and a lot of that is their starting pitching, but they were still the cream of the crop in the American League. But the Dodgers, I mean, top to bottom, man, uh, what, what Andrew Friedman in that front office has done to, to keep their prospects, to, but to continue adding, and they just have a pipeline of talent. And, and it's just surreal to watch it all come together. It's just they're a legitimate powerhouse, and I know – we were saying we were saying it about the Cubs in 2016. It's like the birth of a dynasty, and you expect these teams to go on runs, and then you see how kind of quick that fell apart for for Chicago over the last few years. Yeah. But it just it just feels like the Dodgers they don't have that end. There's no end in sight because they just have so much talent that they could either continue plugging in or to keep trading for other guys. So I don't really see who else is going to supplant them. I mean, if if a team like the Yankees turn it around, which I have my I have serious doubts about right now, or mm. if the Padres turn around right now uh, and and they start getting on the right course again and they play above 500 baseball again, I just don't see who else in the National League is going to challenge them, and I don't see who else in the national in, in all of baseball is going to challenge them. Joe Rivera from the Sporting News. We love our Sporting News guests. Yourself, Joe, of course, Vinny Iyer, Bill Bender. Uh, we impose on you guys a lot, and we're grateful for you. At thesportingnews.com. Joe, thank you. Appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm sure I'm up on the power rankings above those guys. Indeed you are, <laughs> my friend. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Joe Rivera from the uh, Sporting News. We talk a little MLB. We're going to listen to some John Sterling stuff coming up. Oh, man. There, there's so many good right, ones. I see you sitting behind the glass. and I, I know I mean, I know Ella's with you today, but yeah. I don't think she's cracking you up like you're no, just, <laughs> listening to some of the... Just smiling away at John Sterling calls. They're just, 82 years old. I didn't realize he was that old. I knew he was... I mean, I thought up he was there. late 70s. Yeah. Uh, have you found Susan Waldman yet? You ready for this? Play it. Oh, it's it's everything in its glory. So this is the comeback. This, this is, is the second Roger right, Clemens This is comeback. when he left and he's coming back to play for the Yankees and is he or isn't he? And that was all. This was a um, a great unknown until Roger Clemens is in George's box and Roger Clemens is coming back. Gracious, of all the dramatic things, of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box, announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. Susan Waldman, John Sterling, we'll hear some of Sterling's. I think they're great. We got to find McCann. McCann can. It's a walk-off home run. I don't remember who they're playing. I think it was the Red Sox. Was it the Red Sox? I found one against the Rays. This one's good. It's not as good as the best. McCann can. I'll keep can't, searching. W- I can't wait to hear Miller and Condon. 1460 KX and 0 Hi, Miller and 
and welcome back. Where'd you find this? I've never heard this. You've never heard this? I don't think I remember hearing this song. Yeah. This uh, feels like this was on like This Week in Baseball. Really? Yeah, they'd play all these old tiny... You got that, saw that show when I was a kid? Yes. Saturday mornings at 11 or 11.30, I think? Yep, absolutely. Right uh, after cartoons, right into This Week in Baseball. Johnny Quest and Bugs Bunny, those were my guys when I was a kid. It was, uh, it was good stuff. Anyways, uh-huh. uh, so do we have any of uh, John Sterling's stellar c- work in his career? Well, here is the McCann call, the walk-off that this I is a, Yeah, this is... Um, There's a better one out there, but okay. I have not been able to locate it. It was against the Red Sox, 2014, 2015, right in that range, and I haven't been able to locate it. But this will give you, if you don't know what we're talking about here, John Sterling, his call of a walk-off from McCann, this will at least give you a glimpse into his singing adventure. There is the 1-0. Swung on and drilled to deep right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It wins the game. Brian McCann hits the bottom of the 12th. Three-run walk-off home run. Oh, McCann can. Yes, McCann can. Brian McCann drills a three-run home run. And the Yankees... Win the game 7-5. Ah, pretty darn good. Yeah. Pretty darn good. Some of the uh, other famous ones of Sterling, um, there's some good ones in there. We talked about recently what he's done, but uh, what do you like now? Do you like the Aaron Judge? What else? What choices or what? Uh, Brett Gardner, he's had that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez, I do not think that one's very good. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton. There's apparently a, a lot of uh, Italian in that one. Don't know that one very well. Uh, whatever you want, or we can just move on. Those those were good. I like the McCann one. Uh-huh. Um, the home run stroke is pretty good. This is uh, one of my old-time favorite ones. Curtis Granderson. Didn't play there very long. The Grandy Man. More singing from this Sterling. Is So we are exactly a month away from the start of high school baseball season. Do I need to incorporate more yes, singing Trent. into the broadcast? Yes, okay. I we're, really believe that you do. We're so singing. we're doing high school baseball this year? Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Good news. Yes. Ready to roll for another season. And have we decided where the uh, where, where the state uh, finals are going to no, be yet? Playoffs? nothing official. We Ta- still don't know. Been talking to a few people this week, and I still believe there'll be some here. Some See, what in, do you mean here? What do you mean by here? In central Iowa. Okay. In Johnston, mm-hmm. Southeast, Polk, maybe another field like that around here. Some of it in Carroll. I think Carroll's going to get a piece, but that is more opinion. No fact based on that one. Just putting a few things together. That's what I believe. And we'll the see. Se- season starts when? Uh, practice starts in a couple weeks, and the season starts on the 23rd, I believe, of May. Uh, do you remember a year ago how big of a talker oh. Iowa high school basketball, or basketball, baseball was? Yeah. Because it's all we had. That's all we had, and I think was Iowa first. weren't they? weren't they? Weren't there we, might have been like Idaho, or you know something. But like I that. thought all national eyes were on the state of Iowa as high school sports are going to try and come back. Remember that? It was a big story, indeed. It was all right. Joe O'Donnell on the Iowa Wild joining us next. 
Uh, and then we'll get to Wade Looking Bill, and then we'll get to Claxons. We're Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.